It's been another big week for coronavirus, tax, and financial relief. This is the Issues Watch podcast. Hi, I'm Jeff Kazerman, Vice President of Government Relations at the New Jersey Society of CPAs, and welcome to Episode 40. On April 17th, the NJCPA once again went live on Facebook to run through some important tax and financial relief developments that came out this week. We're going to rebroadcast it on this podcast. I was joined by Ray Cantor, Vice President of Government Affairs at the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. We talked about the New Jersey tax deadline extensions, new unemployment insurance opportunities for the self-employed, independent contractors, and gig workers. And we also did an update on the status of the Paycheck Protection Program. One more thing, throughout the broadcast, we referred to the link on your screen. That link is njcpa.org slash coronavirus slash links. Once again, njcpa.org slash coronavirus slash links. And now here's Issues Watch Live. Well, it's been another eventful week. Governor Murphy signed the bill to officially extend many of the New Jersey's tax deadlines. We'll go through a list of what is and isn't extended, and then we'll talk about some new guidelines and financial relief that is now available to the self-employed, independent contractors, and gig workers. So let me start with the tax deadlines. It has been quite a journey to get here, to say the least. New Jersey was the last state to extend its deadlines, and that was one day before April 15th. So it was very crazy and uncertain most of the time. So let me talk about the facts. Let's get into what is and isn't extended. All 2019 gross income tax returns and payments that were originally due April 15th are now due July 15th. And this includes trusts. Also, all 2019 corporate business tax returns and payments that were originally due April 15th are now due July 15th. First quarter 2020 GIT and CBT estimated tax payments are now due July 15th. So now here comes the, the somewhat strange part. The First, the second quarter estimated tax payments remain due June 15th. Yes, that means you'll be paying the second quarter before the first quarter. That's pretty strange. This is one of the changes that the NJCPA is continuing to advocate for. The IRS has extended second quarter payments July 15th, and we want New Jersey to do the same. But until you hear otherwise, and hopefully you will, second quarter payments are due June 15th. Also extended to to July 15th are partnership returns and payments, as well as first quarter 1041 estimates. All of these extensions are automatic. There's no need to file for an extension. And penalties and interest will not be charged. 
In addition to the second quarter estimated tax payments, there are a few other deadlines that have not been extended. Sales and use tax, payroll tax, and inheritance taxes. It's also important to note that as of now, May 1st, property tax payments have not been extended. There is a bill calling for an extension to July 15th, but it is unlikely uh, that that bill will ever pass. So the New Jersey Division of Taxation has an updated list of all filing deadlines on their website. See the link on your screen to see those filing deadlines. The NJCPA and New Jersey and Business, I'm sorry, New Jersey Business and Industry Association are working together to get clarification on several issues from the Division of Taxation, such as how will installment agreements be, tre <coughs> be treated? Will they follow the IRS, which has said that for taxpayers under an existing installment agreement, payments that are due that April 1st and between April 1st and July 15th are suspended. We're trying to find out if that's what the division will be doing. Will Pioneer, the collection agency, will they suspend their collection efforts? And if you happen to, uh, if they have happened to reach out to you, please let us know you're being contacted by them because we're trying to monitor the situation and what's happening with collections. We also wanna know, will quarterly payments be allocated correctly to, so that they do not inadvertently cause an underpayment? And finally, how will retail establishments with a January 31st year end be treated regarding their May 15th payments? If you're joining us now, if you happen to be just joining us, welcome. I'm Jeff Kazerman, Vice President of Government Relations at the NJCPA, and I'm joined by Ray Cantor, Vice President of Government Relations at the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. If you have any questions as we go along, please submit them in the comments or email them to us at feedback at njcpa.org. So, Ray, let's talk about unemployment and uh, the benefits available. So, ordinarily, self-employed workers, independent contractors, and gig workers are not eligible for unemployment insurance. But earlier this week, the New Jersey Department of Labor issued new guidelines for how these folks <coughs> can apply for pandemic unemployment assistance. Can, can you tell us about that? No, I, absolutely, Jeff, and, um, and thanks for allowing me to speak here today to your membership. Um, and what the Department of Labor you know, did you know, earlier this week was really based on what Congress uh, did a few weeks ago in passing the CARES Act. As you said, normally uh, independent contractors and self-employed do not qualify for you know, unemployment in, in case that their business shuts down or, or they, they lose their ability to work, et cetera. But this new law has now expanded you know, unemployment insurance to those types of, of workers. So if you're you know, self-employed, independent contractor, and because of the coronavirus has uh, you know, 
made it impossible for you, you know, to, to go to work, you know, or you have the virus or you're taking care of your children or someone at home who, you know, who may be ill, you know, you can qualify for unemployment insurance and, you know, that could be a real benefit for these types of workers. So let me, um, let me ask you about uh, something that I have heard among some of our members and some of your members, uh, which is this issue of some workers being able to make more on unemployment insurance than at their jobs. And some of them, uh, at least according to what I hear, some of the workers are not showing up for that reason. Is that correct? And if it is, what kind of impact is that having on businesses? Uh, th that's absolutely correct. Uh, one of the things that the CARES Act did is they passed the federal pandemic unemployment compensation provisions, which essentially, on top of what you were normally entitled to for unemployment insurance, it's an additional $600 a week more. Uh, I think it started uh, the first week of April and it will continue you know, until the end of July. But that $600 a week, again, is on top of what you otherwise would have gotten. Even if you were only qualified for the minimum amount, it's $600 now on top of that. So what a lot of businesses are finding is that their employees who were making, you know, maybe relatively low wages or even part-time at that point, um, they're, they're finding that they're making a lot more money by not working. So, um, you know, again, it, it, it's a quandary. Obviously, if uh, an employer wants to bring an employee back, then they have a, every right to do that and, and they don't qualify for unemployment. But it's a tough call for employers to force their workers back when their workers are making a, a heck of a lot more uh, sitting at home and not taking the risk of, uh, of being exposed to the virus. Wow. That's, that's very interesting. So they're getting the unemployment uh, rate that they would normally get under normal circumstances plus an extra 600, correct? Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. And again, I think the intent was to try to make workers whole uh, by giving them this additional $600. But one of the things that Congress did not do, um, I'm not sure if it was intentional or, again, the whole CARES Act was passed in a week. So there may not have been a ton of yeah. you know, the discussion going into it, but they didn't cap it at any level of what their prior income had been. So again, for a lot of people, um, it's they're making out fiscally uh, better off you know, uh, by taking unemployment. And that's an extra 600 a week? 600 a week, yes. Wow, I'm and not gonna work anymore. <laughs> well, uh, again, I, I think you don't qualify because uh, you're, you're healthy. Uh, you know, your association is open. So, right. no, Jeff, you, uh, you don't qualify for this. Uh, oh, well, too bad. I have a question that just came in. Um, this is from one of our members. I have a self-employed client that applied for unemployment. She's working through the process, but has since been funded for the PPP. And her question is, can she collect unemployment before the PPP, and again, once the eight weeks end. Is she only in it, ineligible during the eight-week period? And again, so, so you've now segued to the PPP, and I'll talk about what that is in a second. One of the problems, let me just mention on the unemployment side, again, dealing with the self-employed, 
is that this is a new program being stood up for the first time. And you mentioned that guidance just came out from the New Jersey uh, Department of Labor, you know, this week. So, you know, even though this law was passed several weeks ago, there's been a great deal of confusion as to how the process would work. You know, who qualifies, how you qualify, how you show your income. So even though a lot of people may be qualified in this program uh, as an independent contractor, as self-employed, you now have to go into a system, you know, into a, a, uh, a computer program that's not meant to accept and look at your applications and, and make judgments. You then have to be denied and then you're thrown into an appeals process where you now have to show what your income is. So, you know, again, it gets a little complicated, but what right. we're finding out now is that it's taking people a long time to go through that process and to be able to get their money. I'm not aware, by the way, of any self-employed person who has begun receiving their monies in New Jersey yet. Some other states may be doing a little bit better job. They may be fronting money, whatever, but the process has not worked very well to this point in time for the self-employed, you know, in, in that. Now, let, let me turn to, the P want me to talk about what the PPP is first before to answer that question? Or Yeah, go, uh, uh, go right ahead. So, okay, so what the CARES Act did for small businesses, for independent contractors, for the self-employed, small businesses, is they, they stood up two different programs. One, unemployment, which we just talked about, but they also, under the Small Business Administration, set up a program where small businesses, uh, again, independent contractors, et cetera, who otherwise never would qualify for loans from the SBA, could get loans to, make, to pay their payroll costs and other types of, of, of costs. And again, I said a loan program, um, but that loan can be entirely forgiven yeah. if certain, um, you know, if the money is spent in a certain way over a certain period of time. And I'll get more into that in a moment, but let me answer that question first uh, before before people forget what the question was. So, um, you know, if they applied for the, you, you can't be employed and, or able to be employed and going into unemployment at the, at the same time. So if that, you know, person basically is earning no wages now uh, and they're waiting for the PPP, sure, they, they could probably be on, on unemployment so long as they meet those other qualifications where they can't work because of the virus, you know, their work is shut down, you know, et cetera. But once they get that PPP, uh, then that money is supposed to be used to pay their wages, to pay their salaries. They have to be off of unemployment and again, at some point in time, if their business is still closed, yeah, they probably can go back onto unemployment. I, I know that's a little you know, tricky how that works, but right. yeah, and I probably need to explain the PPP program a little bit more uh, so people understand, you know, um, why it's not maybe the total solution for everybody. So two things, Ray. Um, they, the person uh, whose scenario you just described uh, looking for unemployment while they're waiting for the PPP. The problem that those people are having is that the Department of Labor really doesn't have the computer system set up to handle that. So those people are in a situation where they're like, well, I should probably get this, but I don't know for sure because, you know, I haven't even 
been able to apply. Is that, is that correct? Well, uh, th there are several problems with it. Again, the guidance just came out. Um, you know, the computer systems, you know, probably aren't, aren't meant to handle this. I'm sure the Department of Labor is short-staffed because, you know, their workers as well are, um, you know, suffering from, you know, having to work at home and, and, and through viruses. Um, and not to mention, you know, we have seen unprecedented unemployment claims in the, since right. March. For, I think over 700,000 people in New Jersey have filed for unemployment since March 5th. So, you know, the, I think we're up to right now in yesterday's figures, 19% unemployment in the state. So those yeah, numbers right. are staggering. And again, it's a system that and a program that didn't exist before. And if you were a wage employee and you applied for unemployment, they already have records of all your wages and they could, you know, they knew the numbers, they could, they could then uh, start cutting the checks. With, you know, um, self-employed, uh, the, the Department of Labor doesn't have your wage information. So you now have to physically or in person or not, not in person, but whichever mechanism now submit probably two years worth of take tax data to them. And they have to make, then make determinations as to qualifications and amount of wages. So it, it's a whole new process and that's delaying right. things. But if you qualify, you qualify. And even if you don't get your money for several weeks, um, you know, it, it's, you're still owed that money. Okay, right, right. I guess though there's going to be some people who are going to be worried that, well, especially CPAs who are very cautious, uh, well, I haven't been officially approved, so I'm worried, you know, how do I know for sure that I will be? So that throws yeah. out a certain amount of uncertainty, which uh, CPAs do not like. No, uh, understood. And if you can qualify for the PPP, um, mm -hmm. you know, you should have a, a apply for that but uh, again we need to talk more about the ppp and one of right. the first things we need to know is that as of yesterday they ran out of money so if you have yeah. not applied yeah. for the ppp yet um at the moment they're not taking any more applications and so hopefully congress comes back and uh refunds that program but right now um that program is um is, is done for now right yeah, it's, uh, I was actually going to ask you about that uh, after you finished talking about the PPP program. Um, well, if you, want, if you want to, let me. Yeah, go the into program, the PPP. It, 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 it's still, one, it's relevant for people right. who have applied. And hopefully, you know, um, personally, I can't imagine Congress not standing this program back up again. It, it was $349 billion that basically uh what was fully uh spent within a two-week period of time so it, it shows you what the demand was you know for that program and it's the, really the the best program out there uh that congress did under the cares act for small businesses for self-employed for the independent contractors for the gig workers and again as i mentioned the way the program worked it's a loan program under the sba um, unlike previous SBA programs, you don't have to show that you could pay the money back. You don't have to show that there were other sources of funding. You don't have to uh, guarantee the money because the federal government was guaranteeing the money. So it's basically saying, hey, uh, I think there's economic uncertainty. Um, you know, so I, I now qualify just because of that. Um, you then have to, um, the amount you could qualify for is basically looking at your average monthly payroll cost 
over the last year at times two and a half times. So, you know, um, you know, if you your average monthly payroll cost was one hundred thousand dollars, you qualify for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And so long as you spend that money over the next eight week period, once you get the loan, 75 percent for your payroll costs. Um, and then, you know, the rest could go for mortgage interest, for rent, for utilities. You know, the idea is to keep people off the unemployment rolls, to keep businesses, you know, going for as long as for that eight week period of time. Um, and, you know, it's meant to get them over the hump. Um, if, right. You know, if any of that money, you know, um, is not spent that way or if you, you also have to have, by the way, the same amount of employees as you had before this all started and you have time to bring them back off of unemployment. Uh, if you don't, then you, you lose the loan forgiveness. But that eight week period of time, the money you spent properly um, is forgiven and that money becomes a grant. So it's really basically free money um, if you spend it right. Okay, so um, uh, if this uh, coronavirus, the emergency, let's say lasts half a year and the program uh, for two months out, outside of what you may hold on to and then it turns into a regular loan they're going to need and correct me if i'm wrong I, i'm hardly an expert on the mm. ppp uh not only does they're going to need more money for the program right i mean well, well there's no doubt they need more money for the program uh, again this sold out quickly and by the way independent contractors you know self-employed small businesses weren't even able to apply for the first week of it. They were only able right. to apply beginning last Friday. So you know, they only had four days of applications before the program ran out of money. So I'm sure there's a lot of pent up you know, uh, demand there. One of the problems of the way that the PPP was structured is that once you get that, that money in your hand from your local bank, you had to basically spend it in eight weeks in order to get that forgiveness. There are a right. lot of businesses, as, as you're hearing, as, as you know, um, who are still closed, you know, uh, and they're not allowed to reopen. And their employers or employees are on uh, unemployment. So they can't bring them back. There's nothing for them to do. And then the, they're faced with a situation where they can't even spend the money the way it's, it's intended. Um, so that's, that's a problem. Um, again, running out of money obviously is a problem. That's a big problem. You know, yeah. So you know, NJBIA and I think 60 other business groups, you know, are in the process of reaching out to our congressional delegation to say, replenish the PPP, but let's make some changes. Let's make this eight-week period maybe extend it to a longer period of time. Maybe don't start the eight-week period until a business is ready to reopen, so they have money to spend on their employees at that point. Again, it's a, it's a it's a great program. It's going to help out a lot of businesses, but it wasn't specifically tailored for those small businesses who are, are shut and can't reopen. You know, um, during this period of time. Wow, uh, we have just gotten a bunch of questions on this PPP program. Um, so the first one is: uh, Have you heard of any small businesses? receiving the PPP loan. And let me just read you some of we, we received this. These are some questions that were posted on our open forum. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. 
One is, as of last night, no clients have received funding. About 10% have received follow-up requests or indication that the application is being moved to the next phase. And uh, okay, so that is, I, I've heard, like actually getting the money into the hands of businesses. I know I heard like two weeks ago that was a problem. Is it, is it still a problem? Yeah, I, I, well, again, initially, again, this is a new program um, and it's being administered you know, by banks. There were a number of banks that were already uh, participants working with the SBA, but then they opened it up to all banks. So there was a, a tremendous education process to do this. There was a flood of applications early. So you just imagine, again, uh, thousands of businesses in, in New Jersey flooding, you know, um, new banks who you know who are just getting the guidance the night before as to how to do this taking applications um trying to figure out who's eligible who's not then they have to um send the application to the sba who then has to approve right. it they send back the money to the bank and the bank then has 10 days to get the money out so we have heard anecdotally there have been a few people who have gotten money i'm not sure if that's officially or maybe the bank has for their good clients have funded the money, you know, to them in right. anticipation, but it, it, it's a process. Um, we heard the other day that some uh, of our members were hearing from their banks that it's they've been approved and they can expect money any day now. So the process is working. Uh, again, given that eight week period of time, I know there are a lot of people who would rather not have the money right now. They'd rather have right. it in two, three weeks from now, but. They're right. getting the money out, you know, as soon as they can. Again, others need the money now because they may be in operation and they may need to make these payroll costs. Right. Well, you know, like you said, the whole thing was written in a week, and we can't say that 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 this time Congress, uh, you know, was was being sloppy or just didn't care. I mean, this was a first a new uh, type of emergency of a very large uh nature so we'll we'll give the the government a break on this one here's another question and it's kind of technical so you may not know the answer and, and that's fine mm. so this came from one of our members can an owner of a single member llc with employees use some of the funds from their ppp loan to take distributions um if it's a sole proprietor, I believe they can on the LLC. They it can't on a uh, you know on the corporate status, but the LLC, I think they will be able to do that. Uh, again, you know, uh, one hopefully they, they've applied to their bank already, or right. they're, they're going to have to wait next time. Um, but I would take that application, and uh, we we've gotten this question before, and I've talked to um, several other you know uh, experts in this area, and if they're a sole proprietor, I think they are eligible. Um, again, it, it may depend on how they look at the distribution versus uh, versus the income. So, you know, it may maybe they should ask you know some of that to, to your members. But I would absolutely apply um, and, and see what their bank says as to how much they think they're qualified for. Got it. The PPP wants payroll reports. But what if you are the sole proprietor? 
Uh, again, and they're being a little bit more flexible. You may have to show your 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 990s if you're an uh, independent contractor. You may have to bring in two years worth of tax returns if you're a sole proprietor. So th- there are going to be other ways they're going to look at. You know, it's not just wages anymore for sole proprietors or independent contractors. They're looking at income as well as part of uh, what they consider to be um, you know um, salaries and wages. Okay, here's another one. For self-employed people, how will the recertification be done for the eight weeks following funding? Will it be based on 2009? Will it be based on 2019, or does the owner need to take distribution to prove wages? Um, again, this may get a little bit complicated as to how they are structured how they're, they're, they're taking the money. But again, generally for self-employed, they're going to be looking at your income as to how much you could borrow. And for forgiveness, they're going to be looking to see whether or not you're, you're making, uh, you can pay yourself that same amount of income as you had before, or maybe even, you know, a, a little bit more. Again, you have to, you're limited as to how much you could borrow and, and you can only be forgiven as, you know, that amount of money. Okay, got oh, it. Uh, uh, just uh, maybe a slightly different scenario. I had a business call me yesterday. Um, they're, I think they're a restaurant and they're closed. And a lot of their employees are on unemployment right now. And they were wondering, they're about to get their money. And they were wondering, how are they going to handle the eight-week period of time in paying their employees um, if their employees you know, aren't working right now? And they asked the question, can they pay their employees um, you know, higher levels of money um, uh, the disaster money or risk, you know, I, I forgot what, what the right term is, for the last four weeks to make up for the first four weeks? And the answer is yes. Uh, the PPP does not, uh, you have to pay them at least 75% of what you used to pay them before, but it doesn't prevent you from paying them more in order to basically to entice them to come back or to spend out that money. So it, it probably works the same way for a sole proprietor. Okay, I got one last question. Proceeds from the PPP will not be taxable. Will expenses paid from the forgivable loan proceeds be deductible? Another typical CPA question. Uh, I'm not sure about the deductibility, but the loan forgiveness aspect of the PPP is not taxable income. So, you know, it, it's not treated, you know, uh, you know, other types of grant programs or monies that you get, you know, can be taxable, but I'll defer it to you folks. But the PPP loan forgiveness aspect is not a taxable event. So okay. if you get if you get a million dollars in a loan and it's all forgiven, that's not taxable. Okay, great. Um, one last thing. We got this comment from a a viewer, and maybe you can tell us what you think. Um, This is a question. I have a number of clients that have received their money this past week. That's a good thing. Our our clients that went to small local community banks have received their loans, while our clients that went to the larger banks have received their SBA number, but not actually received their funds. Have have you heard the same thing? And if it's this is basically the thrust of this uh, comment is is correct. 
can you just uh, maybe comment on, on why that, the, that has been the dynamic there? No, anecdotally, we're hearing the same things. We're hearing that the smaller community banks have done a better job, even though they're new to this program. Um, uh, they, they've done a better job of processing uh, applications and submitting them and therefore, you know, getting monies back than maybe the larger banks have. Um, I would only be speculating as to why that may be so, but I know a lot of the larger banks, again, who um, they may have been overwhelmed in the amount of applicants, you know, that, that, that they were getting and maybe their processes maybe aren't as nimble as some of the smaller right. banks are. Uh, but again, that's speculation, but uh, anecdotally, we're hearing the exact same thing. Okay. Um, well, that just about wraps it up for this broadcast. Uh, Ray, do you have any closing thoughts you want to share with our viewers? Um, just that, again, you know, we know that the PPP, you know, is closed for applications now. Pay close attention, you know, to what you're hearing from your association, from NJBIA and elsewhere as to whether or not Congress is going to reauthorize it. Um, if they do, we're hearing it's going to be $250 billion, which seems like a lot, but then $349 billion seem like a lot as well. Uh, right. And just be ready to go to your local bank and you know, start the application process and get your foot in the door. And talk oh. to your local, your CPA as to which program may make the best sense for you. Right. Um, one last thing that I just thought of, those who have an application in, in process, they should continue the process. Is that correct? Because well, I, I, I think when they close the system, they said they're out of money. It's based on what was in the door at that point in time. Now okay. it, it's po it's possible that um, you know there may be. I'm not sure. Again, it was a certain amount of money, so they can spend more money than they otherwise had. Is it possible that maybe more people in the door than they actually have money uh, to to do that? Yeah, that's possible, but. If you have an application in, uh, continue with that process, and hopefully you'll be getting your money hope in, in the near future. Okay. Well, we thank all of you for joining us today. Hopefully you found this helpful and informative, and we will continue to post updates on our website and social media, as well as to our open forum on our Connect site. And we hope to bring you more of these video sessions. So have a great day and stay safe and healthy. Thank you.